Mana 3 Media. Parents out there and friends everywhere, I'm David Wilkinson. I'm a dad of three, a husband, and a storyteller who's interested in talking to and learning from distinct parents. And whether the conversations are on my backyard deck, in my car, or on my kayak, welcome to Dad Matters. Hello parents, friends, and listeners. This is David Wilkinson. I want to share a short episode with you today, and I just call it simply slow to speak, quick to listen. I've actually uh, listed out my thoughts on my laptop, and I'm going to basically just be pulling straight from it. I want to make sure that I share what I share, and uh, it's important to me to talk to you about this. I also want to talk to you about uh, some housekeeping um, regarding dad matters. So one of the most important things that you can do as a parent is know when you need to pivot uh, and stray from your present course. Um, In the spirit of being slow to speak and quick to listen, I have a new plan for the coming months. Uh, So I want to share that with you really quickly. Um, I've just become very compelled to speak less uh, this month for various reasons. Uh, One of them being we've just had a a death in the family, and so this week is going to uh, surround family time and funeral plans and and things of that nature. Um, But there are a few short episodes that are going to happen this month. Um, I've already pre-recorded a short episode that's going to come out this Wednesday, uh, June 10th, and that's called The Pursuit Formula. And it's basically in preparation for June 21st, uh, Father's Day. Um, and so it's an opportunity to talk with you dads about something that I, I believe in um, and it's all about pursuing our kids in their world. And so check that out. That's coming this Wednesday, June 10th. Um, also, there's going to be a short episode the next Wednesday, June 17th, called Fathers and Sons. And this will be another short episode. After that, July and August, I'm going to take a little bit of a break. I'm going to take a two-month hiatus. Um, But in September, I'm going to come back and I'm going to continue with the Reclaiming Relationship Lost Arts series, but with an emphasis on our kids. Um, And at that time, my daughter, Aubrey, will rejoin me, not only as co-host, but um, if you listen to the last episode, the Lost Arts Game Show, she actually, as the contestant, won the right to become host for a day. And so in September, uh, in an episode of her choosing, she's going to get to be the host So all that will happen in September. So once again, a lot of pivoting going on right now uh, in the lives of the Wilkinsons, and it just seems like a good time uh, to speak less, to speak less. Um, So without further ado, I want to share with you some stories. Um, I want to share with you uh, some stories about my friend and neighbor, who I'll just call Mr. G uh, in this episode. Uh, Mr. G and I, we often like to go and sit in each other's yards. He landscapes all the time, and when I'm out, we'll, we'll pull up our lawn chairs and we'll, we'll chat with each other and we'll catch up. And um, Mr. G uh, is someone who has, in the last few months, he has shared with me that he had a fear of going downtown uh, in Nashville. This is the truth about myself and and Mr. G. I am a white Christian man living in America in 2020. And my neighbor, Mr. G, is a black Christian man living in America in 2020. Um, When he told me a few months ago that he was fearful of going downtown 
for his safety that he would much rather just stay in his suburban home uh, and not make that trip in. My first thought was why would anyone want to cause Mr. G harm? He's one of the most gentle men that I know. Uh, he's a very peaceful man. Uh, and as I thought about what he told me, I also was recalling how many times over the years where I have made plans to go downtown and I never once feared for my life or my safety. I mean, whether it was going to restaurants or going to you know see the sights, whatever it may be, that's not something that I ever had to deal with. Uh, but Mr. G felt that way. And as I grew up all my life, I heard the phrase from the Bible, from the author James. He was writing a letter to some scattered tribes, and he said the phrase, be slow to speak and quick to listen. And all my life I've tried to do that. And, you know, as a podcaster, uh, obviously that's something that, you know, talking isn't something that I have trouble doing. You know, I've never had a problem talking. I've always had a problem with listening, trying to listen more and speak less. Um, and so in light of that, it occurred to me that when I was listening to Mr. G tell me that a few months ago, it occurred to me that he is someone who desires to be in relationship with me, a person of different color, which involves trust, which involves um, earnestness um, and listening. And uh, as I think about those, those words, trying to be slow to speak and quick to listen, I think about what I want to teach my children. Um, there was another encounter that I had with Mr. G just a few days ago where he told me uh, how he was doing. I asked him, I was just finishing up my jog and he was pulling out of his driveway to go somewhere and he rolled down his window and I said, how are you doing? What's going on with you? How are you, how are you doing? How are you holding up uh, for he and his family? And um, the main thing that he told me and he's a he's he's about my age you know we're not in our 20s or 30s anymore you know we desire uh, peace more than ever in our lives um, as we grow older but he said to me you know I I believe that God created all of us and that means that everyone's my brother and sister and I just wish that we could all look at it that way um, and then he said, David, I want you to know that I think of you as my brother. And I immediately <laughs> got emotional and I, w had w I wished that I was, um, that I had said it first, if I'm being honest, because I wanted him to know that he was my brother. But uh, being the gentleman that he is, that's what he shared with me, and it it was uh, it it was very encouraging to me. It made me feel good, and it reminded me once again that he is someone who desires to be in a trusting relationship with me, a person of different color. Um, 
You know, recently in a podcast episode uh, that's called Reclaiming Healthy Conflict uh, on Dad Matters, I spoke with a, a friend of mine, he's a counselor, and his name is Phil Herndon, and we just talked about one of the most important rules of healthy conflict, uh, which is ultimately to do a lot of listening, right? To listen first. And then when the person who has something that they really want to say, once that is presented, then the best thing that we can do is to try to clarify what they say and then tell them that we will consider what they're saying and then thank them for bringing it to us. The simplicity of healthy conflict. You know, how often we don't listen, where we start to defend and throw out our opinions. Um, we also, when someone says something that might have some heat behind it, we don't clarify, this is what I think I hear you saying, we don't often say, I want you to know that I will consider that. And then we also rarely say, thank you for bringing that to me. There is a caveat to this, and it is that we desire to be in a relation, a trusting relationship with that person that we're in conflict with. Um, and so I wanted to share that with you uh, today, and I wanted to take you back to another story that my neighbor, uh, Mr. G, told me yesterday. We were talking, um, we were sitting on the porch and we were chatting and he mentioned that he was in Bowling Green, Kentucky recently uh, and he was going through line and, and Dunkin' Donuts with his wife uh, and the people in front of him uh, reached out the window and said, hey, I'm, I want you to know I'm paying for your breakfast. And he said, and it reminded me that you know, healing is possible, that there's healing that can happen in the conflict that is going on in our relationships right now in America. Uh, and that encouraged me as well. Um, and I was glad that someone had done that for him. And I think that I want to just leave you with an article, an article that has come out in the last few days that actually has something to do with um, my own town of Nashville, Tennessee. And this was something that I was encouraged by. Um, but in the beginning of the article, I wasn't. At the beginning of the article, I thought that it was going to end with division. Uh, but instead, it ended with community. And this, I'm just going to kind of read a few bits from this to you. So the article that came from the Washington Post, uh, it says, A black man was afraid to walk in his gentrified community. That's not the full name of the article. But for now, as I'm reading it to you, that's all I'm going to tell you. That was the beginning of the article. Um, so here's his name. His name was Sean Dromgul. Sean Dromgul is a 29-year-old black man who lived in the same Nashville neighborhood his entire life. Um, I'm going to skip forward. As a young man, Dromgul watched from his window as the neighborhood gradually gentrified before his eyes. Black families moved out and white families moved in. And with each passing year, he felt more and more unwelcome, he said. Those feelings grew in the recent weeks upon hearing about Ahmed Arbery, a black man who was out jogging in Georgia when he was shot to death. And then more recently, George Floyd. He said, what happened to these men could easily happen to me. I became scared to walk past my porch. And then there were also frequent postings on an app called Nextdoor that connects neighbors 
warning residents to look out for suspicious black men, he said. So consumed with fear, Dromgul took to Facebook and the app next door to finally share his own post. He said, yesterday I wanted to walk around my neighborhood, but the fear of not returning home to my family alive kept me on my front porch. But then last Thursday afternoon, he also posted to his neighbors that he was going to be going for a walk at 6 p.m. and that anyone who wanted to join him was welcome. Drongul tied his shoes, ventured off his porch, and walked to the meeting spot in the parking lot. And it was there that he found 75 people waiting for him. I was so overwhelmed I still can't find the words, he said. He said, I never wrote that post thinking that people would want to walk with me. And the group strolled for almost an hour together, with Dromgul leading the way as his neighbors followed closely behind. Um, he said it was an amazing feeling. Everyone was in masks, so you just saw a sea of people, and you couldn't even tell what color skin they had. The walk resonated with the community, too. I'll just share one quote uh, from one of the uh, people who joined him in the walk. Um, I'm not sure how to pronounce her name. I think it's Maitra. But she, Maitra said uh, he could have had a lot of anger in his heart about the way that he has historically been treated in our neighborhood. And it was very meaningful to see how open he was. So that full article title is, A Black Man Was Afraid to Walk in His Gentrified Community, So 75 Neighbors Walked With Him. So I wanted to share that article with you because obviously it has some encouragement and, and it is uplifting um, and it shows community over division. Um, and that's really all I wanted to say about that. I'm not going to do any teaching. I'm not going to try to share any extra thoughts. This episode is called Slow to Speak and Quick to Listen. And that's what I'm going to be trying to share with my children. And that's what I'm going to continue to try to do in my relationships with all of my brothers and sisters, whether it's uh, Mr. G or someone else. And um, I'm grateful that he calls me brother. And I believe that he is my brother, and I hope that you will uh, look at our climate in America with that same response. So, we're going to have an episode this Wednesday, June 10th, called The Pursuit Formula, where I'm going to be talking about how to pursue our kids, and that is in light of the upcoming uh, Father's Day celebration. And then uh, the next week there will be another episode. So join me again this Wednesday, June 10th, for my next short episode, The Pursuit Formula. And until next time, put down your phones and hug your kids.